story is the key that can unlock someone else's prison. If you give it to God, He transforms your test into a testimony, your mess into a message, and your misery into a ministry. What God is bringing you through at this very moment is going to be the testimony that will bring someone else through. We find in Revelation 12:11 that we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We are inspiring to bring God's truth to the listeners through real-life talk and discussions and testimony that hold great impact. We hope to inspire others to grow their faith and get out there and share their testimony. So sit back and experience the power of testimony. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcome Podcast. Uh, tonight's episode is uh, going to be another interview-style uh testimony-based podcast. So it's been a while since we've had one of those, and it's good to have someone back with me. And tonight is a special guest, uh, my dad, Garvin Gibbons, and um, he's going to be sharing his story and his testimony. Um, Some of you listeners may have heard his story before. Um, A lot of you probably haven't. Um, So dad, welcome to the podcast, and it's good to have you tonight. Um, How many years ago now has it been since you've got hurt? Uh, Be 15 in this coming February. Okay. I couldn't even remember. I was trying to think today and it's been, been a long time ago. I can't believe that much times went by, but, um, and it was the, you said it was the end of February, right? The last day, the last day. Yeah. Oh, nine. I think it was. Oh, nine. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, and he'll get into his story of when he, uh, broke his back. Um, and the testimony that comes along with that, all the things that God did. So this is a story that hits close home to hits close to home to both of us. Um, and I was thinking today, and thinking about leading up to this, we both kind of process this story in a sense. But I feel like just having a sit down conversation between both of us about it, there's not really been a whole lot of one that I remember. I think we've kind of dealt with it and and moved on. So this is almost kind of a first of really maybe going through the story, you know, just one-on-one. Um, so kind of looking forward to that as well. Uh, so go ahead and just kind of open up with your story. Um, take us back to February of 09, kind of what that day um, was dealing with and, and what happened with your um, injury story. Well, it was just, uh, just getting up that morning, uh, you know, a normal day and, um, course that that night you were going to play in uh, uh, was it the district district finals or was it regional I think it was regional regional and uh, they're in Alpena and so um, I uh, I was going to meet Casey about noon and down there and watch the consolation games and uh Anyway, I, I went out to uh, a friend of mine that I worked with. Uh, I did a lot of deer hunting there on his place, Dwight Murray. And uh, anyway, I went out there and and uh, and I was just going to go and and uh, check my feeder and stuff. It was in the season; I wasn't even hunting. But anyway, it was snow on the ground, and and uh, I went out there and. And uh, when I got there, I thought, well, I've got a tree stand there. I'll just walk out here and, and take it down. And uh, I got out there and, and uh, 
uh, didn't didn't have my uh, climbing belt with me, and uh, but I thought, well, I can just snake up there and and take it down. And uh, but anyway, uh, I got up there and and uh, it was cold and it was snowing and and I uh, didn't have my belt, so I was going to try to pull on up and 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 sat on a limb there, a big, big limb kind of sat in the fork in the tree. And, and when I pulled up on the, on a limb there, it, uh, it snapped with me and, and, uh, everything just went and so quick. I pulled loose from the tree and anyway, uh, I fell about 20 foot and I guess it knocked me out. Um, uh, when I came to, I'm not sure, but I'm. Uh, I came to. I was tingling and stuff, and, and I knew it was hurt. And uh, and at that point, I realized that uh, I'd left my cell phone in the truck, and so I was at the mercy of God at that point. And uh, and so I just uh, Dwight's little dogs was there with me, and so anyway, um, I tried to holler to see if I could maybe someone would hear me and stuff and and uh and the wind was blowing and pretty good and stuff so anyway but uh you know uh at that point I I knew I was I was in a lot of trouble and uh but uh you know I I did a lot of praying I called out to God to not uh, let me pass and and uh, I was thinking of of my family at that time, and and long story short, I I had my watch on, and and uh, it was almost two hours, and I was getting really cold and stuff, and and finally I heard uh, Dwight uh, fire up his tractor and uh, drive down the road and blow me in the field, and and. Uh, and uh, the reason he even came looking for me is because I told him that I wasn't going to be gone very long and, and, uh, I'd be back and, and he must've sensed something was wrong. And finally he, he came up and found the wheeler where I'd parked that and, and he tracked me in the snow to the tree. And, and, uh, from there he, he went and called the ambulance and stuff. And then they got it out there and, and, uh, you and, your mom and my brother, they, they all came about the same time and came up in the woods and kind of got me on a stretcher and, and took me, took me and got me to the ambulance and, and, uh, man, there will forget how, how that they put me under that, uh, uh, they had a, a heater in there that was trying to warm me up, but, I didn't know it at the time, but, uh, I, I remember the, um, when they started to the, to the hospital with me, I remember the stopping the, the ambulance and three different times and I didn't know it, but anyway, they had to, um, I got relaxed and I guess my heart stopped and anyway, they shocked me and, uh, and brought me back and, and, uh, yeah, I remember, uh, 
we were following the ambulance. I remember them stopping three times, I think. And yeah. I didn't know either at the time what they were doing. But uh, later on found out that that's what was happening. So, um, so yeah, that was kind of crazy to, to think. But, yeah, you kind of – you probably – quit fighting so hard when you finally relaxed and they were gonna fly you out weren't they but the helicopter couldn't land on that snowy yeah and it was it was foggy and in in the snow and stuff yeah Mm -hmm. um just to back up a little bit before you even went up the tree you i remember you telling us about you just had that kind of i guess just that small voice saying kind of don't do it or that's not a good idea kind of shed some light on the importance of listening to that voice maybe or what have you learned from that? Yeah. Uh, on the way out there, I remember the exact spot in the, in the road I was driving right before I got to, right before I got to Dwight's and, and it was, it was just like a, a small voice spoke to me and said, uh, don't take your tree stand down. And, uh, today, and, uh, anyway, uh, I never will forget that. And, uh, even when I walked up to the tree, it was, I don't know, I did, there was a, uneasiness there and why why i went ahead and even i look at it now why i went ahead and and even tried to take the stand down i i don't uh i don't know um but i did and uh i really believe if i would uh listen to that small voice i i'd be okay today yeah it makes you wonder i mean I know all of us have those moments where, you know, you have that kind of gut feeling or you, you know, maybe in your spirit feel that, that voice and stuff. And you wonder like the trajectory of your life, if you obeyed like each one of those, how different things would be. And then you wonder too, like, but if it's God's will and plan, as we'll talk about some bigger things that happen, you know, that has made it, you know, I guess worth it. And you can speak about, more for that but you know then you juggle that as was that maybe you know could you avoid god's plan in the sense so i don't know but i think he definitely warns us though about things i think if you hear that small voice i think to um, always always obey it you know because uh, i do i really i really feel uh, if i if i hadn't I tried to climb the tree i really feel that i would i would still be a walking today and not even just the voice but also another crazy part that really sticks out to me about that was um was the rock yeah tell us about that well when i got to the tree there i, I looked there at, at the at the at down at the bottom of the tree there and uh just a few feet back there was a big rock and it, it uh, the rock was oh probably a foot long and six inches wide but it it, it was it kind of cummed up and kind of had a uh, in the middle it kind of come up and had a little ridge right down the top of it so anyway i reached down and picked it up and started to throw it over the hill and this is the truth and uh I looked down and the, there was a hole probably, I don't know, four inches deep there. And, and I thought, well, I don't know why I thought that, but I thought, yeah, I'll turn my ankle and, and break a, break my foot or my ankle. If I, if I leave that like that, so I put it back down in, 
in the hole. And lo and behold, uh, when I fell, uh, that's exactly where my back hit was right on that rock. And it, uh, it busted my vertebrae and bruised my spinal cord enough that it paralyzed me. And, uh, and you could see the Dwight told me he could, you could see my indention of, uh, my body there and, uh, right over that rock there I'd hit the ground so so hard that uh, it had it, it been a snowing and stuff it had the ground soft enough that it made my uh, print of my my body there yeah in the on the ground there yeah I remember that rock I don't I can't remember if I remember seeing it after or I'd been around that tree stand before it's like the only rock around that and for arkansas there's a lot of rocks but yeah that was like the only rock really at the base of that tree so it makes you wonder again you probably would have you know technically broke your back but it may not have paralyzed you because that ridge on that rock is what right. shattered your vertebrae right. and, and pinched your spinal cord but yeah your x-rays i mean it shattered that and for those of you that don't know what his injury looks like it uh it was t8 right on your vertebrae and so there's lumbar which is your lower back and then uh thoracic up through your middle of your back and then c-spine or cervical is your neck but the thoracic is the t and then so it's about belly button level would you say on you right above just a little above it yeah so technically you know waist down paralysis and so he's got his upper body um which is good and has allowed you to do i mean pretty much everything you you know have always enjoyed to do and just have to readjust and we'll talk more about your injury and rehab in just a minute um you mentioned dewatt's dogs staying there uh by you and uh do you remember when of course granny was your mom was still alive when that happened but she was kind of starting to get you know her dementia and stuff getting more confused but remember that dream she had about she told us about it and she was you know she thought it was it was so vivid and real to her um of the i think it, she said something about like a beautiful river or stream or something and uh there was two little dogs running around and she just talked about those dogs all the time and and just it like brought her comfort and joy and stuff it makes what do you, have you thought about that much like do you feel like the dogs were or was that like your angels or just because why did god give her that dream or vision yeah, no, we, um, they uh it was it's funny they they stayed right with me and they actually um i pulled uh uh pulled my uh, uh bibs and i had a, a stocking cap on and and i had a big sweatshirt and i kind of pulled that up over my face and stuff to try to uh, stay as warm as i could and uh and I guess I got so cold, I kind of, um, it's like I kind of um, dozed off for a minute. And uh, I woke up and they were both coiled up on me on, on top of my chest and yeah. and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, uh, they, they, they didn't want to leave me. They, they knew I was hurt. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Like you say, it, it makes you makes you think you know you hear other stories about people finding like somebody that you know was lost in the woods or was hurt or 
even, you know, dead or whatever. And there's like, there's been like deer surrounding them and stuff. Right. It just, I mean, it's kind of cool just to think that either God just uses his creation to, to serve a purpose like that, or, you know, is it angels or however they present, but uh, it's pretty neat that granny, you know, had yeah. that. And, and I think it, I think also like, cause she would, of course she was confused enough that she didn't really process it as hard. I don't think as she would have. Yeah. I didn't, I don't think she realized I was, I was hurt like a, but really there'd was. be times that like clicked with her and she would cry. I remember yeah. when she would notice that you were in your wheelchair and stuff. And, but that, that dream gave her such like comfort that really seemed to help with things. So that was, that was pretty neat uh, part of that and how it all played out. But, um, yeah, I remember that day pretty clear, uh, when Dwight called me to come out there, I was in my room playing guitar. Of course, that was back when I was playing electric guitar, hot and heavy and had a rock song going and didn't hear my phone. I had like five or six missed calls from Dwight. And so I knew something was up and he left a voicemail and said, your dad's been hurt bad. Get out here. So that's all I knew. Um, so I, mom was at town and, and I was, I just threw on some coveralls and boots and hat. And I was like flying down the stairs and mom just happened to pull up right as I was coming down the stairs and she said she remembers hearing me running. So she like knew something was going on and we pretty much just hopped in the car and, and went out there. Um, and I remember getting there with uncle Randy and stuff and coming up there and seeing you and yeah, I mean, I knew it was bad cause you like the whites of your eyes were gray, you know, they were set like you weren't responding too much at all. You just kind of looked at us like knew it was us, but um, so that was kind of hard to see. And, and then you broke your leg real bad. Um, yeah, that was, that was a blessing. I, I didn't realize that, uh, I'd, I'd broken my leg real bad until, um, they told me is they were transporting me up to, to Springfield to uh, have surgery and stuff on that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, it was broke so bad. I thought your shoe was like off to the side, but it was your leg kind of like bent around and stuff. So and then of course they sent, sent home all your clothes and coveralls and stuff and bloody and things like that. And I had to like go through that and throw it away. So that was kind of rough at the time just dealing and trying to process what in the world had just happened. So that stuff happened so fast. Um, remember getting to Harrison hospital. So after we got there, they were getting you stabilized. And of course we didn't know anything at that point. We knew you were hurt, but didn't really know about paralysis or the extent of it. We just knew you were at least alive. And then we heard a nurse say, of course, being a nurse, you know, not to over speak, your turn on diagnoses or things going on, especially when you're around family. And I remember hearing her out in the waiting room saying, yeah, yeah, you can't feel his legs and stuff, just blabbing her mouth like you're not supposed to do. And so we found out that way pretty much before we got the final diagnosis at uh, St. John's in Springfield. Is that where you went at the time? Is Mercy. Mercy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we kind of knew it was probably that. And then we found out more later, but um, so a lot was going through our minds up to that point. So, um, you got there to, to mercy in Springfield and how many days were you there? I think about two weeks, two weeks. And that was a 
kind of a big to do up there. You had your NG tube and lost a bunch of weight and yeah. waiting on rehab in Colorado, and you had your back surgery, your leg surgery. Had my leg and back surgery in Springfield, yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then they flew a uh, a flight in from Craig there and uh, sent a doctor and two nurses, yeah. or, or not a doctor, two two nurses, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the pilot. Didn't Sis get to ride with you? And Case got to ride up front with the with the pilot and I got on to ride on a, a metal rail about a foot wide. Yeah. Yeah. I've loaded a few people up on a helicopter and stuff. And I mean, if the sheets off the side of the bed, it ain't going in there. So it's, it's tight, especially for you. You're six, four. And at the time, probably two thirty or something like that. Yeah. So, but, yeah. But, um, so then you got out to Craig hospital which was a huge blessing. Oh yeah, I uh, thankful I got to go there at uh, probably the best rehab facility and uh, one of the best in in the world. But it's definitely probably the top place in the country. So yeah, it was a huge blessing out there. Yeah, that going out there is kind of what solidified my. I guess decision in healthcare at the time was, was going out there that kind of made a big impact on me and, and to see like the way they cared for their patients that like made me want to do it. Um, I just remember everybody there was so happy to be there and loved their job and treated everybody with, you know, the best care that I've still yet seen. And if it wouldn't, wasn't in Colorado, I would have definitely tried to have worked there and stuff. But, um, I know, you know, going into that, like this was a huge shock for us, a big adjustment. I'm, I know like we were, you know, asking God why, like feeling down and out, but then you walk into Craig hospital and you see pretty quick, you're, you're not the worst one, not, not the, got the worst injury. So speak a little on that, kind of how that humbled, humbled your outlook. Oh yeah. You know, I, I was, uh, fixing to turn 46 at the time of my injury. And then I get out there and you get, got all these guys and gals are from 16 to 20 years old all around, you know, and I'm, I'm the old man out there amongst all these kids and, you know, and I, I got to live a big portion of my life and, and these, these young people are just starting, starting to live and, and then they get hurt and, and, uh, it uh, makes you realize that you know that how grateful that uh, was that uh, I got to do a lot of things in my life. You know that uh, those those people would never have an opportunity to do yeah. on account of their injury. Then you had the. There was a like third floor or something had like the brain injuries and quadriplegics and stuff. And there's people blowing on straws to move their wheelchair. Yeah, you yeah. at least had your upper body still right. So, uh, like I said, yeah, I had my upper body and and these so many of these people on the sip and puff on on the straws just to get their wheelchairs to to go and stuff. Yeah, and it's, 
it's uh it's uh makes you thankful that because there's always somebody that's uh got it worse than you so right no, that's very true so, yeah that was a humbling experience and i mean they put you through the the grind there therapy and working out you were in tip-top shape and could do anything oh yeah i i did i uh they uh I was I was in in uh, in good shape and stuff and I I remember when I was there in Springfield I I uh, when you when you uh, break your back and uh, you you lose all your stomach muscles and stuff and and you don't have no balance and and stuff and uh, they they'd have to hold me up if they turn me loose I'd fall over on the bed and stuff and and then you get out there and you go through uh, your therapy and stuff and you get stronger and, and, uh, and, uh, it was, uh, it was good. It, they, uh, they teach you how to, how to live again, you know, mm-hmm. even though, you know, you have to do it, do it different. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it was, I'm really thankful that I got to go out there because it, uh, it made a huge huge impact on my well-being and how I, how I get around now, nowadays. Yeah. I remember like starting out, you know, had to use a mechanical lift to get you out of bed. Then you progress for, with some help and a slide board. And then by the end of it, mom was just chilling in the room and you were up and going everywhere to your appointments and right. workouts. And, and they had you downtown Denver jumping curves, playing basketball. Yeah. We, we'd ride the wheelchairs, uh, we'd get in our chairs and we'd go for, uh, at least a mile one way, you know, mm. down the streets. And then we'd, we'd come back up. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, they, th- they put us through a lot, lots of obstacles and stuff and it just really helped everybody. Yeah. Besides the relationships you made there with, I think you had like a favorite nurse. What was her name? Uh, or maybe you had a couple, but, yeah, uh, Santi. Santi, yeah, I was about to say that, yeah. Yeah. she. I remember her, because we, me and sis stayed up there for a while, and then we had to go back to school and stuff and finished off um, our last bit of school before you came back, because you were out there 180 days. 100, 103. 103. 103 days. Um, but yeah, I remember her, and then uh, you made some fairly long-lasting friendships with um, the Peru family. Um, yeah. Uh, Jorge, yeah, and then uh, and then uh, Chad, Chad the cowboy, yeah, in, in Wyoming, and uh, I've I've actually we uh, we went out there and antelope hunted four four different years with yeah Eric his dad and and Chad and his brother mm-hmm. Trevor, yeah, that's right. I've been a couple times at least, right? Yeah, and then Chad he's he kind of had a incomplete injury, so he's up and walking with crutches, isn't he? He's up walking with crutches. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool that he got yeah. some of that back. But, um, so yeah, a lot of neat people that you met and I think you made a huge impact out there. They'd never had a hillbilly in the, <laughs> in the hospital out there. <laughs> so everybody just went on and on about your accent or your sayings, of course, because people around here, even when I married Emmy, she didn't understand half the stuff I said that I've learned from you. So I can imagine them out there in, in Colorado. Sure. Don't hear that kind of crazy mountain talk, but. Um, so I think you were a huge blessing and light to them as well. 
Um, I will have to say, like, I don't know really what you dealt with personally, but I know that you stayed, at least in my view of things, really positive through it all. Of course, you had God's strength, but what what helped you be so positive and not go into deep depression like you could have justified to be in? Well, I think I think man, mainly having the good Lord in your life, but uh, coming to the realization that that uh, you know you have to you have to realize you have to take life for what it gives you. You know, yeah. you can't you can't you can't just lay down and and not try. Uh, and uh, and like I said, I. You know, I I lived a good good part of my life, and and uh, to see those those young people and stuff, you know, and uh, and them being hurt and stuff, it made me realize that how thankful I was. But I I think the main thing, like I said, is just uh, to uh, to keep to keep pressing on. You know, you can't quit. Uh, uh, so, but I think, I think having, having the Lord in my life and, and stuff, give me, give me a lot of strength to try to keep going on. But I can honestly say, I, yeah, I have days now and then, you know, I wish I could walk and stuff and, uh, but, uh, you know, through my accident and stuff, it's, it's taught me to, uh, really lean on, on God and, and uh, more uh, because you know before before I got hurt I was uh, pretty independent you know I mean uh, I could I'm a bit, pretty big guy and I could do do about anything I wanted to and stuff but you know now I have to rely on my family to help me do different things but uh, I really have to lean on the Lord day in and day out because, you know, he, uh, he gives me, he gives me strength and just keeps, keeps me going and, and keeps my, keeps my mind good. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how, you know, we could have done it without God's strength either. Um, another big blessing too is how many people was there to support you and, and us. I know our family just in general, really bonded together and and that was a blessing and um so just thankful for our close family and then all your co-workers and just people like you know a ton of people just through your job and stuff in the past i know like i go places all the time and people's coming up and asking me like how's your dad doing and i was like i have no idea who you are um and then if people don't know who i am i can just kind of identify as garvin's son and then they immediately know who who they're talking to so I feel like the whole world knows you, um, but you had a lot of support um, from from people. They gave you that benefit and raised a generous amount for you, and and there's just an overflow of blessing, you know, through this. So God really, you know, extended His hand with that as well. Um, but uh, there was, you know, through all the hard times and the big adjustment and which took, you know, a few years that once you came home to really, I feel like getting a, a normalcy with it. Um, 
and I know that the stuff was hard and, and things, but I feel like every time that we got really down, we'd come back to the hospital and have some good news, like, um, salvations and stuff out of it. So tell us about some of the, the big things that came from, from your injury, like Doug and Tim and, and some different things that happened. Yeah. My cousin, cousin Doug Davidson, uh, he, uh, he gave his life to the Lord and, uh, as well as my brother-in-law, Tim Ward, he, uh, he, he did as well there. And I remember Doug coming to the hospital there and, and Tim, Tim too, and tell me that they'd, that they had, had come to know the Lord. And, and so, you know, uh, do you find that, was that, to you worth every bit of what you went through for that to happen? Oh yeah. Uh, um, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, that's, that's our whole purpose in life anyway, is to help, uh, show, show somebody to, to, to Jesus and stuff. And, and, uh, through my accident and stuff, you know, uh, uh, it de- definitely made an impact in their lives and and, and changed changed their their way and, and they accepted Christ into their life and yeah absolutely and not only not only them it's uh, it's made a big big difference in my life because like I said I've I've had to lean on God and and now uh, that I'm not I have more time and stuff I I spend a lot a lot of time in the word and stuff and you know, I've grown uh, as a Christian and that way as well and uh, I'm, I'm really thankful for that looking back do you how what would you tell people that you know maybe you're kind of like you are strong independent you know you went to church you you were devoted to God, but, you know, probably like most of us didn't probably could have devoted more time to the word and really studying and prayer and stuff like you do now. And I've seen that shift in you, um, you know, just coming to the house and, you know, see you reading your Bible or it's right there. I can tell you've been studying and stuff and, you know, growing up, didn't see that as much besides church and things. Um, does it, did it kind of help you reflect on like the importance of that? And what would you encourage people to like, Oh, don't yeah. wait to be slowed down to slow down, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think we get caught up in everyday life, and uh, we, you know, self always gets in the way because we're wanting to please self more than than yeah. we do than we do than we do God, and right. I think that's probably true in everybody's life. But uh, yeah, uh, if I could tell you one thing. Uh, you know, is, is, is take time. Uh, I feel like as I look back now, uh, I've always been brought up in church and, and, uh, I got saved at any young part of my life and, and, uh, and stuff. I've always been in church, but, uh, it's sometimes I look back and I think I just kind of going through the motions yeah, rather than tr- truly devoting more time to to uh to the lord you know yeah it's i mean it's definitely 
more than church. I seen a thing the other day that said, um, right, it was a long time ago. I think I even shared it uh, on Facebook at the time, but it said going to church doesn't make you any more of a Christian than standing in the garage makes you a car. <laughs> and I mean, it's kind of silly, but it's true. You know, just attending church doesn't, that's not it. It's part of our walk and fellowship, but, you know, diving in the word and, and praying and, and sharing your testimony and impacting those around us, loving people. That's what we're called yeah, to do. And, and so you got, you know, a bigger opportunity and thankfully God kept you around to do that. Um, so I think we could all learn a lesson to dive into that now and not have to be, and not that you were punished and slowed down, but not have to like, let it be a wake up call. And I've, you know, I've kind of learned from that experience too, and I can still do better. I'm with it, but yeah, life gets, gets busy. We get independent and like you say, just taking care of letting self run the show instead of staying more submissive to God in his direction. But what would you say the one, like your, your biggest thing that you've learned through this or the things that you've found in life that are most important now that you have really had time to process all the important things and all the fluff in life? Well, I think uh, it's just uh, lean on God, you know, and, and put put God first, and and then everything else will, will fall in, into place, you know. But we 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 need to take take time and and really try to spend more time uh, doing what uh, God wants us to do. And and I, uh, you know, I like like I say, I've I've had I have to lean on him a lot more, uh, especially since I'm hurt and stuff. Uh, it just it's taught me to really lean on him, and and uh, I, I feel like I've grown a lot is in, in my Christian walk and stuff, and 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 I'm thankful for that because you know if I. You don't know. You look and, and you really you 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 think that you you would uh, be a strong Christian and stuff and and but you know you really if you look and uh, if I hadn't got hurt I I don't I don't know that I would be where I'm at right now. I would hope I, I would be, but you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think it just uh, people need to slow down and, and just uh, lean on lean on God and try to try to do His will more. Mm-hmm. Well, to kind of wrap up here, um, you know, you've got the opportunity to share your testimony at wild game dinners and. Um, how many times does this make now that you've got to speak about this? I think this is my fourth time. Fourth time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know that's always been a blessing to people. And uh, then you've, you had the opportunity. It wasn't testimony based, but you've recently were on a podcast. Um, the uh, Berry Grease podcast is part of like the meat eater podcast series or system that they got going on there with different segments. Got to share about turkey hunting. Yeah, I got to got to 
uh, talked with Clay Newcomb, uh, and uh, he uh, he called me up, and a friend of mine, Kalen Valines, he uh, he met Clay and kind of sent Clay my way, and and I thought, well, I'll. He asked me if I'd do a podcast, and I said sure, and, and it was fun, and glad to get to know Clay, and and uh, but yeah, it was fun. So, and uh, deer season's fixing to start back up here in a few weeks. And that's obviously one of the big things you live for. Still, is is still living your passion of hunting deer and turkey, and maybe elk again one day, but. You know, it's it's good to, to still be able to do that. I know it's been an adjustment to go from tree stands to ground blinds and things, but on that podcast you spoke about, you know, it teaching you patience and you've got to kill things you probably wouldn't have if you wouldn't have been sitting still for so long and and stuff. So, you yeah. know, looking really just looking uh full picture here, there's a lot to to learn through the hard times. And really that's when we do learn. Yeah, I feel like it's through the hard stuff and and their blessings, even though it's maybe sometimes doesn't feel like it. Yeah, life life is full of challenges and and different chapters that you you go through as you progress in your life, and you know, uh, it's a your life is just a, a learn learning experience, you know, and uh, well. We all learn each and every day, but main main focus is just to keep keep your eyes keep your eyes on Jesus and and uh, try to try to live for Him. Yeah, and like you said earlier, you just got to make the best of what life deals you. You can roll over and pout, or you can keep going. And so, you think you've done a good job at that? Is uh, keep going. You found ways and to do things and still enjoy doing what you do and, and stuff. So that's been, been good and been fun experiences for me and, and uh, you're still present with the family and stuff. So we're glad that, that you've had that good outlook and can still share life with us and, and stuff. So, but, uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, thanks again for sharing your story and, and stuff. Uh, it's been good to reflect on it again and, and things and see what all God's done and what he's still doing in your life and in our family's life and stuff. And, and you've always been a, probably the strongest, you know, man that I've known. And I think this has just proved even more of how strong you are and then, and then our strength that we get, get in Christ and stuff. So, and it's been a blessing for me and stuff and look forward to, to more hunts and, and more day to day with you and glad that God kept you around. And, and I know this is, grown me too through the years and and stuff so um it just shows the importance of of testimony and and our story of how it impacts everybody around us and and stuff and it's not just for us but for everybody and stuff so guys i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode remember that your story could be the key to unlocking someone else's prison so get out there and share your stories share your testimony what all god's done and what he's doing currently in your life God bless you guys, and we'll catch you in the next one.